0: Welcome once again to a Christian and a Buddhist walk into a bar. My name is Jamal. I am a Buddhist.
1: I'm Jacob. I'm a Christian. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now no, you're, no, you're, you're trying intro. to with the, <laughs> mess with the intro too, hey. I've given you bad ideas, Jacob. It's not good.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're a bad influence on my life, Jamal. No, I, I, I don't know that you are. Okay, well, I... I, I, I think you're probably not. I, so. hope <laughs> I hope I'm a good influence on your life. I, hope, I think you're a good from I, God, to be honest. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I hope I make you a
0: better Christian. This is, this is yeah. the purpose of this, right? I hope so, yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of um, whether or not something makes you a better Christian or not, there's, there's a question posed by today's article. Hmm. Um, and it's Who is God? And how does he feel about it? Well, I mean, the, the, there's a more fundamental question about that, which is, what gender is God?
1: What gender is God, Jamal? I, I, have if, no if the way, Buddhist if imagined a God, what gender would the? Although I've seen some of the Hindi gods, right? Like the the mm. pictures of them, anyway, mm. which are like, like Buddhism and Hindi come out of the same milieu. I get mm. they're very different would a Buddhist imagine a Hindi god, and and if so, like what kind of anatom- anatomical features have they got going on?
0: Yeah, well, um, I mean, personally, I, I, I every it's a conception- spaghetti monster, isn't it? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> the flying spaghetti monster has noodly appendages, but um, <laughs> but no, but no gender. Um, but no, I, I, I quite seriously, I, I, every time I have thought of God, I. Have not associated God with a gender. I, I I feel like gender is really? a, is a human construct, and you know I, I don't particularly.
1: Because I feel like when most people think of God, they think of kind of the Simpsons in the Cloud,
0: Big Beard Gandalf mm. yes. kind of thing. But but I, I think that's cultural, right? Sure. Like yeah, you know, I I probably think of God more in the Islamic way of thinking of God, which is kind of you know formless and you know just a, a, an entity rather than a rather than a, a gendered, which being is probably that looks like a person probably classically
1: christian and mm. jewish as well just at some stage the greeks and romans got hold of it or something yeah
0: yes. started making images but um so <laughs> there's
1: a command about that
0: <laughs> yes it says mm. not to yeah <laughs> well you wonder why um so this article um comes from the conversation and it's uh an article about the church of england mm. which is looking to explore using gender neutral terms for god um and so, yeah, I um, there's we there's a few different places that where this was um where this was written up in, but we're pulling from the conversation. Um, and essentially, the article talks about the Church of England announcing it will explore alternative words to describe God after some clergy asked to use more inclusive language in services. Uh, the premise being that the dominance of masculine language for God uh, matters, and that. You know, essentially, there's a quote here from uh, theologian Mary Daly: uh, "If God is male, then the male is God." And mm-hmm. there's a kind of reflective... Yeah, that's an old quote, by the way. Yeah. Okay, yeah, great. There's a power dynamic there. So, you know, traditionally, God being referred to as He, uh, as Father, as very, you know, male-centric terms. Um, you know, there there is an exploration, and I think there's going to be a. Uh, is there going to be a? Um, like a c- committee to consider it is uh, yeah the, that
1: the Church of England um, is launching a new commission on it so and it, just to be clear for for the clarity of listeners there's the Anglican Church in England and the Anglican Church in Australia and they're connected but they're not the same thing so, okay. so this is the, the English the English Anglicans yeah yep. yeah yeah and they're going to the mothership <laughs> the mothership <laughs> so to speak
0: uh, and yeah and they're going to explore whether or not. Um, they should. Uh, my, my sense is they're exploring whether or not they should allow gender neutral language, not to enforce gender neutral language.
1: Yeah, and and that that's my understanding as well. And but would be a pretty significant change, right? Because yes. like at, at the moment, the the standard is gendered language at least around some ways of talking about God. So so, father and son is a really dominant mm-hmm. um, motif and, and image in Christianity for. Yeah. partly for the obvious reasons that Jesus was a bloke.
0: Mm. So, all right, I guess as the person in the room who has probably a closer relationship with God, um, does God have a gender?
1: A simple answer is no. More difficult answer is that Jesus was a bloke. So, like, and and there's just there's no getting around that historical reality. And sure. and you could say that, in order to be taken seriously in that time and place. You kind of had to be a bloke, and Jesus is way more inclusive of women than were cultural norms at the time, and all of that is true. But at the end of the day, as far as we know, he he had. Um, I was trying to think of a funny way of saying male junk, but I didn't come up with it in time. He had a penis, joke. As, as far as we know, it's yeah. it's not actually recorded in the gospel. <laughs> sure.
0: Alright, So, so if so, I guess the question is: Does Jesus being uh, anatomically male then mean that god is a gendered male and and yeah and maybe we should explain the difference between sex and gender here but I, you, you your first thoughts
1: uh the first thoughts are, are no um like i i think for the the second person in the trinity the son to be the son like the, the, that just makes sense i'm kind of sympathetic to the Um, phrasing that as parent-child rather than father-son, seeing as um, obviously a father-son relational dynamic is a parent-child relational dynamic. Um, But I I don't think it tells us anything in particular about God's gender and, and actually God is kind of transcends gender if mm. you like, and if humanity is made in the image of God and humanity is a bunch of different genders. Actually, I'll steal a joke from Adam Hills that I quite like.
0: Um, <laughs> hold on, hold on, Jacob. Can you shoehorn it into a Christian and a Buddhist walk into a bar? Because if so, you've got the joke today.
1: Oh, I don't know if I can. But let me see. We'll, we'll come right, back to, we'll it. Come we'll back we'll, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I might have the to joke today.
0: Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Well, all right. So, um... I guess, so to to double back a little bit, I think maybe it's important for this discussion to define how we see sex and gender, um, which we have actually never spoken about outside (laughs) this podcast. So I'll define how I see sex and gender and you can tell me what you think about that. But um, uh, based on the way that I engage with the world and kind of my understanding of of various things, um, to me, sex is a biological uh, phenomenon. So Mm -hmm. sex is based on the genitalia that, you are born with, uh, which means that there are, you know, uh, broadly speaking, societally defined, you know, categories of sex that are male and female. But there are mm-hmm. also people that are intersex or who yep. don't. It's have, a spectrum. Yeah, right? there's a yeah. spectrum. Yeah. Um. So, but, but sex is defined by what reproductive organs you have. Mm-hmm. Gender, however, is a social construct, and gender is the the ways of behaviour and the the kind of the social expectations that we place on people of certain sexes. Yes. So we think about being a man as the the ways of being in the world that we associate with people who tend to be have to have a male sex. I, I completely agree with that. Um so, but to bring it back to God. Um so I. I so my fundamental question with this I guess is is there any good reason to not allow God to be referred to in a gender-neutral way? So, you know, generally accepted that the word they in the English language Mm -hmm. can be used both to infer a plural and also a uh, non-gender-specific individual. Um, I actually advocate that we need to bring back the word thy, um, which was a gender-neutral singular. Um, is it
1: not a second person, what? thy? No, the, you finish. You finish all of thy chores, and I'll finish mine. And tonight we're going
0: well, like yeah, to party like it's sixteen ninety nine. Yeah, quite but, weird. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> yeah, but but I guess it's in the same way as you, right? So it is a second person singular. Yeah, yeah. But but you could say thou might have been the the other way of s- describing it. I, I learned this in a linguistics class, and I'm probably butchering the okay. actual definition of it. But I always thought it was just second person. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So, but my understanding of it and l- linguists at me. Um but you yeah, my understanding of it was that thy formed the the um the non-plural function of you. Right. And you used to be the pluralized yeah. version yep. of it. And so essentially you had thy for the individual and you for the plural and then thy fell out of use and you came back. And I, essentially my and Now well, we've got us and yous, your yes. and yeah. But my argument is that there's a gap in the English language to refer to a non-gender specific individual and if we have a word for that let's just bring back thy but yeah
1: okay
0: anyway in the world we live in today the world is the word is they yes right um, which you know hold on similar to thy um, <laughs> but um but yes so I, I, I yeah i guess the the question is to go back to an actual point here um, <laughs> yeah yeah like why oh, how dare we come back yeah, to yeah like it. is there a problem with calling god they i don't
1: think so Particularly, and um, we, sh- we should say, actually, that if, if we go through the, the traditional three persons of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, um, is there there have been practices of referring to the Holy Spirit as she um, at various times and in various places. Um, and if I'm remembering correctly, the, the Greek gender for pneuma, which is spirit, is feminine. Um so, yeah, there mm. there is there's a long tradition of using she for part of God, which is part of this God transcends gender business, right?
0: Yeah. Okay. So that's interesting. So, like, so, can you go into God transcends gender? Because I feel like that's probably not a or well, God is genderless. Okay, would be another and, way to to put it. And is that a commonly held theological position? I think so,
1: yes. Right. So but, but, but having said that, the, the he language dies really hard for a bunch of reasons. In no small part because Jesus was a dude, as we said, uh, and Jesus taught disciples to pray to God as father, um, which I, th- I think connects with some Jewish streams at the time, but certainly was not mainstream in Judaism. At yeah. that time, and and so that father, son, and relating to God as father, is is a really scriptural thing. But God is also not literally our father.
0: Like, yeah, and I wonder whether. So my, my assumption has always been that God has been referred to as He predominantly for historical cultural reasons, right? Predominantly because up until what the early twentieth century, He meant person. Right, that 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 functionally in language, he, you know, was was the way that we referred to all non-specific people, regardless of their gender.
1: Well, it's partly that, but it's also the way that metaphor works. Right, so Mm. any talk of how we relate to God has to has to be metaphor and simile, right? Um, and so God is described in a bunch of the Psalms as our rock, right? God is obviously not a literal rock. No, God is the rock. <laughs> Chris Rock. No, I was going <laughs> to say Dwayne oh, oh. Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. God's on the eighteen. Um <laughs> Sorry. Like like God is not a literal rock and, and the rock, just for complete clarity for the listeners, so the rock is not... God, if you want to start your own religion with Jamal, ChristianBuddhistBar at gmail.com. He, I, I, he reads if, all
0: of the if suggestions. You, if, you, if, you come into, if you come into the Church of the Rock, you can smell what's cooking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so God is not
1: literally a rock, right? But that captures a certain sense of God's immovability and permanence and solidity in the midst of a flood and, and mm. whatever. Um and, and so it, it's a similar thing with the metaphor of father, right? And father plays into that not just because kind of he meant man generically, although it did, right? And, and in ancient Greek, as I'm sure in a bunch of other languages, if you were referring to a group of people of mixed gender, you'd use the masculine terms because mm. that was just the thing you did. Um, but also... In the ancient Mediterranean world, the father as the head of the household or possibly like the grandfather, right, who would, would also be referred to as father, had a specific leadership role within the household and the ordering of that and everything else, which was w- which not a thing that women Which did. says to me it's cultural, right? Right, exactly.
0: The reason we refer to God as a he and his father is because we are trying to draw a parallel to the way the world was at the time of Jesus or at the time of the Bible being written that made sense and culturally women weren't people. Can, can I throw something at you
1: that connects with this cultural sure. thing in an interesting way? This is um, a, an argument for using masculine terms for God mm-hmm. uh, from a theologian called Robert Jensen um, and he, he put it roughly like this. His argument was that when you start using she for God, which I appreciate is different to gender neutral um, language, but when you start using she for God, you very quickly start to run into uh, fertility theology um, and the the mother goddess um, kind of giving birth to earth and this kind of, and, and that you run into all sorts of sexual issues, which he suggests you don't Run into, or perhaps you run into diff- in different ways when you're calling God He. And just curious on your thoughts that. I would thoughts, say that's it.
0: still cultural, right? That, that sure. that's still part of the fact that culturally we still associate all things to do with childbirth and child rearing as feminine.
1: But the 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 childbirth bit is kind of that's related to sex more so than gender, it's right? Like it's yeah, a, yeah well, it's, it's like a sex a, thing. Like, right? that, like that's not that's not cultural. Men, men can't give birth. Again, I, I'm with you on the child rearing. People
0: like people who are gendered men can give birth. Yeah, okay. Like I, I don't know. Like yeah, I'm still cultural, yeah, right? Yeah, like it's yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I, I find it interesting. I, I so I, I often come back to this point um, around. Um, I, I find it really interesting talking about languages that don't have gendered pronouns mm-hmm. because God yeah. is already not referred to as he. In languages that don't have yes. gender pronouns, right? Um, so I think Finnish doesn't have a gender pronoun. Um, I, 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 I I'll know, have to ask my Finnish friend. Actually, yeah. well, oh, I, I know of, I know of Indonesian yeah. and Malay not having gender pronouns. And so, like, there is already places in which there are Christians in those places, and they probably do, in their local yeah. language and they refer to God in a non-gendered way, right?
1: I'm really curious about that because I know a few Finns who, who are pastors. So, yeah. like, I, I, yeah,
0: yeah, and 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 I, I guess the fun fact too is that the, um, you can actually track uh, countries with non-gender pronouns and gender equality indexes. And they're, they're, <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. Um, so, I, I, before this podcast, I promised you a rant about the word they, and so I Oh I, I, I yeah. So we my, haven't had it already. No, let's, let's hear. No, it. I'm gonna have a rant on my word they. So look. When I read this and when I read any kind of things when it comes to about using gender-neutral language or whatever else, um, but particularly here too, and I think this applies to God as much as it applies to people. But the point that I just don't get is who the fuck is offended by being called they? Like, even if you are a heavily gendered person where you are, yes, I am a man, yes, I am a woman, I am very much within the social norms of those genders, they still apply... Right, like, they is a legitimate word to use for any individual. um, You know, like, I don't know anybody for whom I can just in a sentence be like, oh, yeah, I went to work and they were there. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, oh, what, you, you, you said they when it came to me in that sentence? Like, mm-hmm. like again, I disagree, but I understand people that might not want to be referred to as are they, or like, yeah, you know, if, if, they, if they're, trans exclusionary and they don't like being whatever. And you know, again, I think they're stupid, but what it's fine. Like I, I, get that that might offend somebody, but like there is a functional legitimate English language use of the word they, that you can just use for literally anybody. And like, it's the same as my problem with um, the amount of times people go uh, these days where they go, Oh yeah. You know, in an analogy saying, or oh, he or she, Mm-hmm. and like you know it's kind of the it's considered it's easier yeah yeah it's exactly right but like we're still stuck in this 1990s kind of thing <laughs> of like oh no well we can't just say he so we have to say oh well whether he or she does blah and it's like just say they yeah just use the word they it applies to everyone it's easier you don't have to put a slash in the middle of your sentence and it like you know like where is the problem in using the word they i just i've never understood the problem there and I honestly also think God probably doesn't care. <laughs> I think like, even if God is male, even if God is a he... Does God Is God really going to be offended at being referred to as they rather than he? Well, I mean, only if God is
1: particularly caught up in getting God's identity from God's gender, which I don't, yeah, as okay. I've said, so, do not think is the case. So and, I, and I think the people that would be offended from, by what you're putting out there are, are people who are overly attached to their gender identity.
0: Yes, but also yeah. I would I would guarantee you those people also have been referred to as they in some other <laughs> part of their life and have not noticed. Yeah, right?
1: yeah, yeah. But you like, said you were road testing this rant. Before you ever sure. I'm, I'm on board with it. <laughs> yeah, on yeah, board yeah. with it.
0: Good. I, I, I'll keep pulling it out then. <laughs> but no, like it, it's it's literally it's literally if you know this is going to date the podcast, but like it's literally if God actually only thinks that Ron DeSantis is the best, <laughs> that's the only God which cares, right? Sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 and and I don't think that God exists so that's okay <laughs> uh, yeah
0: but I don't know um
1: it, yeah. do, you, do you know of the um, the novel the shack no I I'd be really interested if you if you gave it a read let me know what you yeah. think it's um, by someone but it's called a shack the shack it's a big Christian thing there's a movie adaptation but read the book it's better um, but one of the things spoiler alert um, tune out now if you don't want the spoiler, is that God appears to this dude as a big black woman. And it's just brilliant because it blows all of his conceptions of God the Father. Um, And yeah, it's it's just a really interesting play. And a lot of people got kind of quite upset about this and I think completely missed the artistic and theological point that was being made, which is that God is not the big Gandalf in the sky with the beard.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I would say God is more likely Morgan Freeman than Gandalf in the sky with a beard.
1: Well, that's just because you've been culturally conditioned that way by Jim Carrey films. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yes, um, but yeah, no, I, I don't know. I, I get that. Actually, actually, reminds me of a, um, <laughs> a, a it's actually, a YouTube series I saw at one point called God Inc., where God is actually an incorporated company. Mm-hmm. And so like, it's about the office workers who work at Inc. And so like someone who like works in the miracles department <laughs> and like, you know, and it's, 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 it's kind of, it's a silly premise, but I like it. Yeah. And like, you know, one of the tropes is that the person in charge of um, population control is constantly going around trying to like fundraise for like a pro cancer fun run or something. <laughs> That's like, well, no, we don't need population control. Yeah. yeah okay. But, but so, yeah, God is not an individual. It's an incorporated entity. <laughs> Can you get shares? Maybe.
1: There's a great Fry and Laurie sketch about having shares in the royal family and shares in the... Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I was so off topic.
0: Yeah. No, actually, but while we're here, do you have your joke? Can, can, can you... I cannot your...
1: shoehorn it oh. into the right. construct. So, the
0: so I'm going to give a pass that we don't have to do a shoehorn joke this episode, but I, I want Jacob to own the joke. This okay, one. sure.
1: Yeah. So this is, it comes to me by Adam Hills, but I love it. Um, and he suggests that if people are made... In the image of God, and some people are gay, that therefore God must be a little bit gay. Uh, not following him on the theology, but on sure. the joke. So God must be a little bit gay because how else do you explain flamingos?
0: Yeah, okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> I am. Um, so, all right. Do, do you think. So obviously some people have a problem with this, right? Some people have a problem with trying to shift the language you use God. Like, do you think that's just traditionalists and people that want to just hold on to things as they are? Is, is there a theological argument? I, I understand the father theological argument. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you're talking about, I guess, reflecting a patriarchal society and wanting God to have authority and that, and that kind of stuff, like, again, God is a reflection of the society. But, like, is there, is there a theological argument for God being he specifically? The, this, the strongest one that I've encountered is uh, the Robert
1: Jensen one that I mm. um, that I shared earlier, but uh, look, I think in in my view, not particularly. I, I have friends who would disagree with that and say mm. that it, it's it's very it's politically correctness gone mad to not use the gendered pronouns. Um, so, 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 so why would the, they say that God is a he? I I think it's mostly tradition. Yeah. That that's that's my impression of it, and the 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 bit that I will say that I, th- I think is worth sticking to, and you lose something when you don't. But I'm not sure how to measure that. Is the the Our Father right? It's like mm-hmm. so, the the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples, and the way that Jesus taught disciples to relate to God. Um, and yeah, maybe that's enculturated and cultural and, and whatever, but we still largely live in that culture. But it's also, um, it messes with the culture a bit because the word that Jesus uses is Abba, an Aramaic word, which means something closer to dad than to father, right? Like So it's an an informal word that a child would use. And so it it takes the authoritative, patriarchal figure and says, actually, you know, God is the one that you run to and give a hug Mm. when he gets home at the end of the day or something like, like it, it, it changes that dynamic. And I think we need to, as Christians, we need to have good inventive ways of, using the language and using the metaphor and explaining how we understand God to capture that the 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 powerful figure that you look up to and kind of you know want to be like someday if you're a little boy. But see again that that doesn't work so well for little girls. But you know that 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 powerful figure who is also intimate and approachable and and caring. And, so- and conveying something of that yeah and maybe I need to go away and think of well, but, how but, do I do that using non-gendered language?
0: Well again because I yeah. think I think that's also gendered right like that's also caught up in society's conception of what male is. Yeah totally. Yeah. Right? Like you know I I think it's I think it is purely cultural that we think of male as a powerful figure that you can then rely on, right?
1: I actually, and and what people people who I know who who would say actually there's something really valuable that we have to stick to here would, would actually say that there is an inherent maleness and femaleness and particular traits that go along with the biology that isn't we that, that we ignore with at our peril. Sorry, sorry, I interrupted you. But like, if it isn't God, everything. Well, and 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 this is the thing, right? Like, I, I, I'm I'm distancing myself to an yeah, extent yeah. from that. But but they, it, it would be said that there's particular biological male and female ness, um, and that God has chosen to identify more with the male ness because of the the way that the language is used in Scripture, and, and I'm I'm not convinced by that. Yeah, well, say. I,
0: like I say like even if you accept the premise, which you know I don't, and you know, sorry, friend of the pod, Jordan Peterson. Uh, don't agree, um, but, you know...
1: Yeah, he's listening along with... Who was listening last episode? Lin-Manuel Miranda yeah, and Jordan yeah. Peterson, regular listeners. Yeah. They, they write to us all the time. Lin-Manuel Christian and Brutus Jordan bar. Peterson walk
0: into a bar. <laughs> um, but no, I so, you know, even if you take that premise that there is an inherent maleness and femaleness, like, I, I, I don't buy that God is only identifying with one of the two, right? Like, theologically, it doesn't make any sense... He, to me, God is supposed to be in all things. So God is in all male things and in all female things. But but I think there is
1: an aspect, though, as well, that is a a little bit of a modern conceit that goes, well, and, and I, I completely understand being... Well, no, I don't understand. Like, I understand intellectually, but do not understand what it's like to experience mm. being a woman and God being referred to with all the gendered male stuff and and I I get that that changes the way that you relate to God but uh, there's also an aspect of to which this is like do, do we need God to be like us in order to be able to understand God in some way like because God is not like us like there's a vast gulf between the beings that we are and the being that God is and the, the there's a suggestion sometimes that, that that the stuff around gendered language is oh well because like I I don't feel like I understand God as well if there's gendered language and we do need to like we we need to be aware of and cognizant of that but also like th- there can sit behind that. I want, Well, I wonder if they can sit behind that some attempt to tame God and to like. Well, I can't understand God if God's
0: not like me and so mm.
1: God's not like me. Mm. Yeah, and I,
0: I don't. I, I don't want to go too far down that line of thinking just for myself because I'm very cognizant of the fact that we're two cis yeah. men sitting here, yeah. and yeah, you know, I, I don't want to try and presume knowledge of the experience of of uh, women or. Gender-neutral people who, um, you know, who um, so gender non-identifying people who um, might have a different experience of God or a different understanding of that, um, and it can absolutely be abused, like yes. no question. And, and yeah, yeah. So yeah, but I, I, I think I do take your point, and yes, you know, it, it just makes me it make, makes me makes me want to actually fast track our uh, thing that we've been talking about doing for ages, which is get more guests on the on the podcast, because I would love to mm. have. Uh, someone else here for this conversation to be able to talk through and, and get a kind of a different perspective to our own on this. Cause I think that because, you know, so the conversation article talks a lot about how uh, you know, it's um, you know, th- th- there's a group called women in the church that are advocating for gender equality. There's, you know, generally kind of, you know, uh, commentators who are identifying as feminist commentators doing so, you know, and I think there is a layer there, which is, I can totally understand how, the use of male gendered terms for God can actually be experienced, or could be experienced, as exclusionary, mm. right? And is yeah. actually limiting access to God only to male identified, or
1: people. is creating some kind of hierarchy where yeah. male like have a
0: closer access, yeah. to and, God. And, and, yeah. and again, and you know, I, um, oh, I've almost got a whole episode without talking about Buddhism. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a first for everything, um, but I, I will say that Buddhism. Does have its own problems with this, right? That, like, you know, that there's, um, you know, I, we've spoken before about the role of women and the the kind of the the, the debate within Buddhism. And can women, they be monks? Women and, can be enlightened, yep. and yeah, oh, that. enlightened, yeah, 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 let alone
1: monks, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, uh but yeah, you know, I, I think it's really interesting to. I would be I would be fascinated to hear kind of the lived experience of what it's like to be in the church and have God referred to as agenda that you don't associate with mm. and quite clearly a agenda that you don't associate with and, like, and, and whether that impacts someone's kind of understanding and conception of themselves yeah. spiritually.
1: Yeah, it's a good question. We we'll need it. we'll get a guest.
0: We should. Mm-hmm. Um, so you th- don't have a joke. I stole the joke. No, you stole so the joke. I so, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm looking I at Jamal wind, wind for the, the listener, listener like the
1: and he's like yeah what happens next? I should be telling a joke. He doesn't know what to do. He's lost yeah. himself. The, the, it's okay. You can have the joke next week.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'll have the joke by next week. Um, actually live on air, I will, I will get you to see, See, I'll see if I can get you to commit to something. Um, so <laughs> uh, next weekend I'm heading off to a, a nun's monastery that I go to and visit, but I, I, I would love to bring you along to that monastery at some point. Um, as, as we can do it as a day trip. And, um, you know, I'd love to do an episode on, um, you know, Jacob's experience at a Buddhist monastery. I, I think yeah. that'd be cool. And there is a nun's monastery that's not too far away from where we live in Canberra that, that I could I could do that with.
1: Yeah, I'm busy next weekend, but absolutely can do that.
0: Yeah, that yeah. sounds good. Excellent. All right. Yeah. Well, um,
1: well played, sir. Well played. Wait, wait till I edit this out. Yeah, just Basically, we do a soft edit. It's yeah, fine. It's It'll make it in. It's good. Or uh, if it
0: didn't... <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> it, it, it's getting late. We have been uh, we've been banking them. Um look, I, I I feel like this conversation um was excellent, but we also agreed so much it just kind of <laughs> went, yeah, and so if you
1: disagreed, Christian put us bar at gmail.com is the place to go. Um Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um Pull c- us
1: up on things, pull up. Do you want to if you Want Jamal's jokes back? Petition us. Petition
0: us. Yeah. Uh, um, Kevin McLeod, as always, uh, keeps up with the good music. Um, and you know, uh, do do reach out and tell a friend about the pod. Um, we uh, we're, we're proud of our consistent thirty listeners, but you know, hey, I, I want to get to. Hey, 50. we're up to forty, man. We're we up to forty now. Right. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I want to get to fifty, as so we can do it. Hit the magic five zero.